You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Well, good luck! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Hello everybody out there, this is Brain for Nerd to Know Media on Phoenix 92.5 FM and it is a very uh, small, intimate uh, conversation on this show as I am only joined by... Straight out of Canto! Hi everybody! Long time no here, how the hell are you? I know, it's been way too long, I think I kind of dropped back in touch around the hundredth mark and then I dropped out of touch again because life during a pandemic is very, very hectic. Yeah. But I have missed it. Yeah, it's 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 not it's important I think to kind of take a to kind of try and like a carve out some sort of life for you. It can get very it can just get too hectic. Oh you know? god, yeah, no, it's no, it's good. E- even just with your good self, no, it's good to be touching base again with me, with the Nertano basis, Nertano media team. It's a uh, yeah, and it's it's not actually the worst time in terms of like global events and nerd news to drop back in. It's actually quite a, it's quite it's quite a lot of weird stuff going on out there. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of touching upon it um, uh, just before we got on, but like, uh, what would you say, what was was, like the thing that you most wanted to kind of uh, jump into? God, well, there's kind of been a few different kind of weird things going on. Like there's like um, Nicholas Brandon from who played Xander and Buffy, he's in jail again. Again, yeah. Again, it's sad. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of weird. It's kind of a weird thing. It's not completely unrelated, but basically, um, within the last twenty four hours, he has been arrested for dr- prescription drug fraud. Basically, he was for whatever reason he was like apprehended by like the American cops in Indiana and they searched him they found prescription drugs for someone else fake id on him he tried to say oh no i am that guy i'm my twin and then there was like this whole thing where he was trying to pass himself off to be his twin but they're like but that's not even your twin's name man so now he's he's in and apparently he was like all shaky and sweaty and stuff this is according to like an article i read on tmz for libel purposes but yeah so apparently yeah he's he's in trouble again and he's in jail and um yeah it's kind of sad yeah well like i mean that's kind of i mean that's just one of those things that happens with um 
that, that that just seems to happen with um, with cele- with celebrities when they get to a certain point, like with him. But even like with you know, you, you see it a lot with um, with celebrities who came who came from shows that were big hits at one point, and then they struggled to find something else oh, to like do that. after. Like watching Tom Felton on Instagram, the guy, who, mm. the actor who played um, Draco Malfoy. That's that's kind of sad. Yeah. I, yeah, I love yeah, him. like he, he's I love a him, but oh he, god, he's a great actor. But like, you know, he like he like he's he's the epitome of being like of uh, being someone who really struggles to yeah. to find further work. Like he got a season out of the Flash where he was the best thing in the Flash because the Flash is a pretty bad show. Um, <laughs> You know, but um, cast a lot really badly. Straight on Alfoy. I think if he did, what Daniel, I I know different pe- members of Nerd to No Media have different opinions yeah. on both Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson. But if if he tried to do immediately what they did, which was put themselves in as many different movies, plays, shows, everything as possible, diversified so much, so yeah. that they managed to carve a career for themselves as as legitimate legitimate actors, but without sticking to the Harry Potter role whereas Tom Felton went off and was like oh I'm going to pursue a rap career yeah but I, I, I think it's like you know his like his uh, exit, exit strategy was um, it was more um, Macaulay Culkin than um, than Drew Barrymore yeah. I think it's probably the best way to describe it you know uh, again like look Macaulay Culkin is still is still someone who has a fan base to him so like yeah. you know maybe Tom will be able to pull something together but it's kind of sad though because like when you see him online and when you when you when you do things because I met him at a meeting greet in uh, at London uh, Comic Con and and he was a man who like it was really kind of scary meeting him because he was really dead behind the eyes but then you'd see him like switch on for the fan then when they see his mask fall and then he'd see him switch back on and I'm like he had the sweaty stubbly bloodshot gait of someone whose rent was due do you know what I mean yeah yeah like and like the thing is like he went to pursue a career in music but I say this as a legitimate songwriting facilitator and teacher who's been to music college twice the man's shit at music god love him he's not at music he went off to pursue a career that failed he got dropped from his indie record label and then he tried Mm. to come back as an actor but the only work he could kind of get was um Draco Malfoy roles but in different movies even when he's in Planet of the Apes he's like you filthy little monkey I'm like you're just saying you filthy little mudblood basically and then he was in this religious movie from a few years ago called um the Passion or something. It wasn't the Passion of the Christ, but it was basically yeah. he played a Roman centurion who like got just pushed a bunch of Jews around in the desert or something. He's like you filthy Jews or something, and I'm like you're yeah. literally you're literally just Draco Malfoy I, in I, everything. I, I think at least in the the Planet of the Apes film he was in, at least the specific line he did was a callback to the original series. Oh. Okay, I didn't actually yeah. know that. I wouldn't have yeah. seen it enough to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, because uh, because he, he said like, uh, "Get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape." Damn um, ape. Which is which is a callback to the Heston films. Um, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the, he, he he they gave him uh they gave him I think about two or three Heston references. Oh. In that film. Um, my over my head and yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have a spot in my weird uh, circle of friends. For a while, there was a bunch of uh, Hest of uh, Heston lines that were just like uh, memes we had. Like uh, there's a there's a brilliant like a, there's a brilliant scene in the uh, Planet of the Apes where like basically the apes have like have uh, have captured Heston's character, have captured Heston, and are like watching him and stuff like that. And like he's just so confused by everything because he's expecting to see humans and. And instead, he, there's all these apes. So he's just like in the height of of uh, the height of melodramatic fashion. He's just going, "It's a madhouse, a madhouse." <laughs> uh, and the, I'm pretty sure that was a line that he had in it as well. That, but like, I mean, I can wax on about the about the those uh, Sir Andy Circus. Um, uh, uh, part of the episode because I absolutely love them. Um, really, you, you're yeah, a fan. Love then. them, love them. I like. I can't. Um, the th- one thing. One of the things I love about those films is that like you could watch the second one or the third one without seeing the seeing the the other films, yeah. and they work really really well without having the prior context because they kind of work as a standalone films pretty well yeah um and then when you watch them all together they're a pretty solid trilogy but they're all like they're individual enough that they you don't need to watch like you could have watched the first one skip the second one watch the third one and kind of be able to fill in the gaps pretty easily yeah which is kind of remarkable so um I ha- yeah I have a lot of love for for what they managed to accomplish especially for something that I didn't ever give a damn about so yeah, I feel I feel enlightened and enriched for that information thank you yeah uh, no it, it's just sad when you see people like that because even though I know for like I love Tom Felton he, he hasn't mm. actually done anything wrong to anyone he just made some bad career choices and now he's kind of paying for it but with Nicholas Brandon it's like I know he has to I, I can't help but root for him all the same I know he's not a, a very nice person and I know he has like domestic I don't know what it is I don't know if it's just my own personal selfish nostalgia of this is Sandra from Buffy but I just feel sorry for him do you know what I mean I just I don't yeah know. Well, like, but, but I think it's also a thing of like I think when you're a fan of an actor you want to see them overcome whatever it is yeah that they that they were struggling with like it i remember i remember watching robert downey jr back when he had massive problems and really been like man it would be it would be so amazing if this guy could get it together because he's such a good actor and then he did it together and i can't even he did a kind of a u-turn and kind of had a comeback for a while he he did have a comeback for a while but i mean like look you know i mean the dude did the dude's been iron man for a decade yeah and has like and he's had like two successful sherlock holmes films and he's done a few other bits and pieces like he hasn't been resting on his laurels since he since he cleaned up his act but like you know I'm kind of amazed that he's had that turnaround because a, a, a lot of people in his position they don't they the story doesn't don't. end that way no they never yes, a lot of like you know and I, I mean you know 
I'm, this is very heavy for uh, 5 p.m. But like, you know, if people n- know people who've gone through those kind of like any kind of addiction thing, oh, yeah. you know how debilitating it is for that person. Yeah. And you know how hard it is to get out of that hole. You know, yeah. if you do, it's amazing. It's amazing right. to see it happen. Yeah. And those people have a strength that you cannot like you cannot possibly fathom having. But you're you know it's like it's amazing like like Roger Cooper's character in um, A Star is Born I'm sorry that was like the most like uncomfortably accurate depictions of someone with addiction you know what I mean and and you you were rooting for him the whole time but it's Mm. just that's how it can end and it's just with people like Robert Downey Jr he really like I think he was kind of in a position where he had do you know what what? no I'm going to strike that I was going to say he's probably in a position where he has the wealth and resources to support himself but it can go the other way because a lot Mm. of the time the higher up you are the kind of the less you know it's it's lonely at the time the crown weighs heavy yeah like I mean I think one of the things I think is always good to kind of like uh, pay attention to is um, there was a great interview that Dave Chappelle did with uh, James Lipton for Inside the Actors Studio. It was the first interview he did after he uh, came back from his um, exile in South Africa. Right. So like the story was he he did the Chappelle show. The Chappelle show was massively successful. Comedy Central were going to pay him tens of millions of dollars to do a fourth season. And he said no. So then the media went after him. Um, because they said that he was crazy, he had a drug problem, he had this, that, and the other, because they couldn't imagine someone would say no to tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. But the thing and the thing is like he said like he said no to it for a ton of reasons first and foremost first and foremost earning that kind of money puts you into a certain echelon of celebrity yes it does and like when you earn that kind of money then there's a certain level of demand that's put on you and you have to be prepared for that and he said like he had a wife he had kids and he wasn't prepared for that yeah so africa it's proper, you know? soul, it's proper soul selling. It is. It is absolutely. Soul. It's like the, there the, is a price. But this is the thing: is that like the more the more money you make to work in entertainment in general, doesn't matter if you're going to be an actor, doesn't matter if you're going to be a musician, doesn't matter if you're going to be whatever. Mm. It, it doesn't matter. Once you're earning a certain amount of money, people will say, well, you should have known that that this insert terrible aspect of show business comes with the territory, yeah. you know, as it, like you should have known. And it's like, I wanted to make music or I wanted to, you know, I wanted to tell jokes on stage or whatever. Yeah. I didn't want this, you yeah. know, like, eh, I, you know, it's, it's a weird it, one and, and it's you, you do become public property and it's kind of trying to find mm. the balance between 
achieving your goals and providing for your family while doing full-time what you love but then there is always going to be this other side that there is a heavy cost and i and yeah. people know it and they go in you know it's it's like you know that guy who uh, oh, there's an old joke that i don't even part remember it's a guy who shouldn't mm. shit and all day yeah. stage or something and they're like why don't you just quit your damn job if you hate shoveling shit all day and he's like what and quit show business you know it, it's it's <laughs> it's literally yeah. that kind of thing and, and yeah. it's just weird and it's sad when you when you have shows in your childhood that you love and then you see people like like Sander from Buffy just ending up like that and it, yeah. it's sad but it, 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 it's the Dustin Diamond thing as well you oh, know Jesus, that's right yeah so, you yeah, know yeah well we discussed that before if you we remember did. on the show and we that, did, that yeah. was that was a special level dark like that's yeah. there's there's absolutely the, but, uh, the dark side of fame and then there's Dustin Diamond like yeah, but again, it's it's the same, you know, it's the same ballpark, like, mm. you know, oh. the, like, it, at a certain point, you know, you look at what happens to people who go through show business, especially people oh. who have bid on hit shows. Oh. Uh, yeah. 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 But you know what? Do you know what I was saying during the week about Free Britney? This ties in yeah. exactly. Look what the public did to her. Have you seen yeah. her Instagram? She is crazy. I love her so much and I support her and I just want literally yeah. nothing but the best for her because she is my idol. But oh my God, that poor woman is insane. But if you watched, did you know that there was a documentary recently framing yeah. these people? Yeah. I, wa- I, wa- I watched it. Oh, what did you think? What did you think? What did you think? Um, I mean, it's crazy. Yes. It's crazy to me, you know, like, I don't have Instagram, so I don't know I don't what stuff she's, she's posted in there, but, like, I mean, so, like, where, where I kind of fall down on this is, so, she's, she's mentally fit enough to be able to hire her own lawyer, yeah. but she's not mentally fit enough to be able to run her own stage. I know. It's, 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 it's. That really- doesn't pass for me. It doesn't. You know. There was information in the documentary. Now, she's a very classic case of. Now, look, she's, there's so much we don't know about the situation ultimately. You know, you're yeah. only ever going to get various sites. And Absolutely. she could have underlying. Well, uh, yeah, she could have underlying issues. We don't know. But based on the overwhelming evidence, she is her. Britney Spears, as she is now in her current state, is a direct product of publicity and the press and the paparazzi. Mm-hmm. Literally. Absolutely. And, like, oh, sorry, yeah, no, carry on, carry on. Jesus, sorry. Yeah, like, she, um, like, I mean, but this was even, this was even, like, a, a commentary that was done at the time was that, like, you know, a lot of, like, her mental downfall was because of the social pressure that was being put on her. Yes. You know, and like, you know, like, I, I I, think at that time, the responsible thing to do was to put her in a conservatorship. Yeah, because Absolutely. there was, um, there was but, the documentary like, about how this girl, there was a guru guy who yeah. was involved and he kind of, and I, anytime there's a mentally vulnerable Hollywood celebrity and suddenly a mysterious guru who's going to help them. You, mm. you know what? I understand them putting the kai yeah. on her having her own Absol- money if she's going to give it all to Yeah, absolutely. But like, what? I mean, it's been it's been what like 11, 12 years now. 
Yeah. I'm pretty. I'm. I'm pretty sure. You know, I'm pretty sure she has. Like, I'm pretty sure she's not gonna just like turn around and be um be freaking Michael Jackson dangling your child over balcony anymore. No. Do you know what I mean? No. Like, and she was never even really like that bad a mom. She was never. She was just a human being who was. Yeah. Just she is. She's the price of fame. Like, do you know that yeah. kind of fame? And I, <laughs> You know, it's a really cathartic thing to do after watching that documentary, by the way. What? Uh, put on the South Park episode of Better. Oh, God, that's horrific, isn't it? It's so it's, accurate, but, though. But it's so accurate, and it's from the time. I know. You know? And that's even um, from the time. So, like like you just said, so that's like that. They were saying that back then, but even yeah. now. And it's like there was an interesting thing as well, because they were saying how part of the, the reason why the press was originally, right? Okay, well, mm. she was kind of the product of the whole kind of um, hyper over sexualized, like hyper over sexualized pop tween princess kind of music industry thing. And I recently ordered all of her CDs <laughs> that I didn't have um, off Amazon. And every single member of her team, be it the production, the media, music, everyone around her was men. Men, 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 men. Apart from a cut, the odd mm. woman, her entire, everybody making all the decisions for her and with her and around her, they were all men. They were selling her. They, I'm sure they were mm. terrible people. Things were done at the time because things were done at that time in the 90s you know but they were all literally like we are you are a product we are selling you and she she got sold like that's it and then with the whole Justin Timberlake thing and my mom was so confused when she watched the documentary with her because my mom's really after getting into crime documentaries lately and like it's really weird because she won't even watch anything normal now she's like have you not got a crime documentary I'm like oh well look there's a nice documentary on Princess Diana she's like but there's no murders in that and I'm like okay so when we watch Framing as far as you know as far as we are. <laughs> <laughs> One is not amused. No, but like, um, my mom was like, why is it called framing Britney Spears? And, and she's like, she didn't do anything. And I'm like, I think it's more the press framing her and making framed her, yeah giving her this narrative like the justin timberlake thing was was he's really coming out uh, uh, coming off really bad lately um with the whole janet jackson thing and then with the britney spears thing because his video for crimea river really did cement the fact that britney is the is a harlot she's a she's a this she's a that she's the one you know uh, yeah. who's doing all this and then the press jumped on that and if you're getting like global hate after getting global yeah. love and adoration and then there's going to be all the spectrum of, of emotions in between like it's very intense yeah like who but it, it, I mean like it, it's, it's really interesting because like, there's been a bunch of like in the last in the last um, I want to say in the last like 12 to 18 months the amount of documentaries that have come out just about the press or about social media and how uh, people interact, how either, again, how either the press or how people in general interact with, with uh, uh, people thrust into the limelight. Yes. Is, is really interesting. There was, the, uh, there was a documentary about the cricket player. Um, uh, there was a documentary made by the cricket player Freddie Flintoff. Yes, there was. Now, yeah. I don't give a... I don't give a damn about a cricket, but he was uh, his documentary was about how bulimia, about uh, men affected by bulimia, right? Um, 
Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the documentary or not, but if you haven't, I'd really recommend I've it. I've heard about well, it like, related to the Naomi Osaka one. Yeah, it's basically. Just, yeah, compared. To like the I mean, it, in it, in it, like he's like he's talking to all, he's talking to people from Bulimia Clinics. He's talking yeah. to the people who've been who've who've been um, uh, who have the disease or disorder. I'm not sure yeah. which one it tracks under. Um, but he also talks that like where it started for him was that the press was calling him fat. Yeah. And you're gonna look like Freddie Flintoff is if you ever saw photos of him during the if you ever saw photos of him when he was still playing cricket actively, yeah. dude was not fat. I'm like, googling him the, right now. Yeah. The dude, the dude is a absolute monster of a dude of a man right at, at this point in time but like even then he was now he was never like never by any metric or standard of what could you call the guy fat and he he had a breakout performance and all he could say in his interview afterwards is like not bad for a fat kid oh oh god yeah oh <laughs> i'm seeing these pictures here of freddie flintoff and there there is there, what is wrong? There, why would anybody say this man is fat? He's not even fat. He's not even Geographic as well as doing that, I'm not going to believe you. Like, 
<laughs> no, do you know what? If you want to be scum of the earth paparazzo, yeah. go wholeheartedly into it, but don't ever try and make yourself out yeah. better than you are. Oh, and it's yeah. yes, I'm scum of the earth paparazzo. I I invade people's yeah. privacy for money. Just say yeah. it. We all know it. Yeah, like yeah, I think I think a little bit of honesty would go a long way. You know, oh, it, if they were going like, well, I've, I've tried selling my photos to other places, but they just don't like me. <laughs> you know, you just go like, okay, fine, I completely understand now. You know, but it's not, it's not, uh, that's not the world uh, we live in, unfortunately. It's not, and um, so she's been recently, um, she hasn't been freed from her conservatorship, but she has been, her, her father, Jamie Spears, has been taken out of the equation, but it's oh, funny good. because he is literally, do you remember Lurley Numpkin from The Simpsons. Yes. Yeah, and do you, do you remember there was an episode in the later series where she comes back, but but she but but Marge and Homer find her dad for her, and I literally yeah. anytime Jamie Spears comes into the equation for me, he is literally Lurley Lumpkin's dad, and Britney Spears is Lurley Lumpkin. Yeah. Because the yeah. dad Jamie Spears was never like he was around excuse me he was around but not around do you know what I mean like he wasn't really involved in her life he only started getting interested in her when she started making money yeah it's the only time and like even his wife is saying like seriously it's funny how often that story happens yeah you know like um there's um you know I've heard I've heard story I've heard plenty of stories about people where they've been estranged from family members yes um and then they they come into money and then suddenly these people come out of the woodwork kelly Rose and you're like yeah 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 exactly a great great example and like yeah. again look where kelly is now too yeah you know yeah like it's uh it's wild absolutely wild it's heartbreaking and again it's mm. we, we re- do you know what i was reading um recently because because we were it's like like with like with Brittany and brandon and tom felton and all that there's the whole kind of you know the way ross and rachel david schwimmer and jennifer aniston since the friends reunion a couple of months back now oh jesus yeah. months christ that went quickly um they, they've rumored there's rumors that they're back together or well they're going to be together they're they're from, they're, they're, they're finally getting together yeah, actually that, yeah that whole thing but there was an interesting article about the psychology of of normal humans and celebrities oh as well and um, jennifer aniston uh, jennifer and um, lopez and ben affleck were included in yeah. this same article they were like why do people care so much about celebrities who they will never meet don't know they exist no one it does not matter if these people get together or not or get back together or or why do you care that they're in rehab why do you care they're out of work mm. you know it's it just all comes down to people's like the lay person the common man's the common man's perception of if it can happen to them if they can go to rehab and get out of it so can i if they can yep. be in love with someone for years and then get back together so can i like apparently the um benefer story is like this big huge like apparently global redemption arc <laughs> going on like in, in the but, oh, I'm, 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 I'm sure for some people though i'm sure that's true I'm sure yeah. some people feel feel have feel like feel that yeah. with a level of with a palpable level of intensity. Yeah. It's like so. Like, there's this. Um, I've talked about this in the show before, but yeah. like there's this concept um, that like in your social circle, 
and the maximum amount of people that you can know in your life well enough that you can gossip about them is about 150 people okay um and then beyond beyond that then you start having to throw out uh analogs to um uh to to simplify larger scale groups so like that's you know you would you know that's where like you would start going oh well all you know insert religion here people are like this everyone from this location is like that that kind of thing but yeah within that smaller group you know those people well enough that you can kind of gossip about them and understand them so like again if you're someone if you're someone who really only knows about a hundred people you could know you could then in your like in your mind quote unquote know these celebrities well enough because you have that you have that mental bandwidth to feel that way about to have a greater emotional attachment to them yeah you know um and again like i'm not trying to say that like if someone does feel like that that they're a smaller life like everyone's life is different doesn't really matter you know like if you feel like like if you if you're someone who reads that uh they got that uh two celebrities you know that that you've been following have gotten together and you cry yeah good on you that i wouldn't do that but that's not but i'm not living your life so i'm not gonna judge ross and rachel i don't know Hmm. what it is now i have i have no beef with them personally i'm sure they're very nice i don't care Hmm. about them i have no particular interest in them i'm not a celebrity person but if mm-hmm. I thought that in 2021 that Ross and Rachel were getting together for real in real life, life. I would yeah. cry honest to God I, I was so happy when I read that I, I don't know what it is because I don't care I'm not I, I don't care about celebrities but I really yeah. cared about but, this but you know what but but you know what it is though right you probably know David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston about as well as you know anyone you went to secondary school <laughs> yeah uh, right really and but imagine imagine if you knew two people from your secondary school where yeah. you knew they they liked each other then and yeah. they didn't get together mm-hmm. and then 20 years later however long it's been you know like 10 15 20 years later they did get together you feel it would warm you up a little bit inside wouldn't it you know like it's the same kind of thing i I think it is and the the article i was reading about the psychology of it now i don't give a hoot about benefer i didn't Mm. care about them in the 90s don't care about them now i'm happy for them but you know whatever but i think they were saying in the article as well it is hugely the nostalgia factor as well that it's something pure and simple from a less pandemic time can yeah. happen again you know it's the whole it, it's the whole kind of um you know i think jerry springer used to say if you if you don't know some you know when people think they love people but they don't they love the idea of them it's like you know the way if you're drawing a cartoon don't get too detailed with the face because then the person reading the cartoon can implant their own face mentally on that and relate to it more it's the, i think it's the same principle with celebrities you you pick you pick your blank space and you you put yourself on them and you pin all your little hopes and dreams on that celebrity and you root for that celebrity even though they are a prescription drug frauding domestic abuser mm. 
you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a weird one. I, I think I think nostalgia and escapism and weird social psychology, like you were saying, I think it's all bizarrely linked together. And I, I think that's amplified in the nerd or alternative kind of cultures as well, because people in nerd circles and environments are just, they, the whole thing is they're just that level of extra crazy. They're just so that, that bit more intense into yeah. a particular topic than others. Yeah. Well, again, again, like you're also talking about people who you're also talking about people who are more likely to have that social bandwidth to yes. describe themselves. You know. Yeah. So like, it, it's not. It, it, you know, when you think when you stop and think about it, it's not that shocking. You know. Yeah. That 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 uh, people wouldn't. Um, that people wouldn't have that kind of reaction, you know. So, like, yeah, I mean, it, like, it, it's, it's a, I think it's a very weak, like, I think it's a, I think it's like we have way too much access to people who are famous now. Mm. So it's so easy to, it's so easy for people to get emotionally invested in the life of someone that they will probably never meet unless they go out of their way to see them at a con or something That's hopefully it. it's at a con and it's not outside their house at four in the morning, four in the morning. Uh, right. <laughs> you know Do you know what i also i wouldn't fully recommend meeting your heroes at cons though that's what i did with tom felton draco malfoy at london comic con 2019 yeah. and a little part of me died yeah, I, I, I think childhood died that day. Like I said, that, yeah. that guy needed to pay his rent. Yeah, it was. I didn't like that. I, I think. I think you have to be very careful about. Like, I mean, look, I, uh, I want to talk. My childhood hero is. Um, uh, my, my childhood hero was Chris Benoit, who uh, a wrestler who killed someone. He killed his. Uh, he killed his youngest son and his Ooh. wife, and then oh, killed geez. himself. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. Oh so God. I'm one to talk, and you you really need to pick your heroes who you consider to be a hero Ooh. carefully. Yeah. You know, the, the thing as well with him that really like that like that that stuff was all terrible, but it was so horrible that it's almost unimaginable. Yeah. The thing that really got to me though was um, with him was he he. I first started watching him. I saw him in the type when I'm fully grown up. And this looks like a guy who's a stand-up person and would never let bullies get away with anything. Yeah, yeah. As an adult, I've read books, but I've read several books where people have outlined all the ways he's bullied them, and that really hurts. Ooh. And, <laughs> you know, but, like, so again, it, not only, like, you know, so, but I would never say to people, don't meet your heroes, don't learn, don't, yeah. uh, don't uh, learn about your heroes. What I would say is, if you think there's someone to admire and to respect, yeah, look into them because yeah. almost everyone, almost like you don't know what people are like behind closed yeah. doors, you know. Yeah. And like, look, there are some amazing people out there to really, really, yeah, uh, to really, really. Well, look at and have a level of admiration for them yeah you know but you know at the end of the day these people are just people 
So yeah, they like, are doing a job at the end of the day, and there's kind of only so much you can kind of own them or that they owe you. And um, yeah. just just conversely, I just like to point out at that same convention, I also met um, Jason Isaacs, the actor who plays Lucius Malfoy, and of course he's yeah. in, you know the Death of Stalin and many other things. He's an extremely phenomenal actor with with a great back backstory. Yeah. Um, I only I only went to go see him as uh, to tie in with the Draco thing because I thought, oh, wouldn't it be gas getting the two of the you know two for one, even though the price is definitely Definitely not two for one, but um, he yeah. was actually, I found possibly because he was much older, he's a father and he's been doing this for so long. He was actually a delight. He mm. literally, he shook everybody's hand. He, he just went, shook their hand, said, hi, I'm Jason. Lovely to meet you. How are you? Put the arm around you, shook your hand, said, thanks a mil. Have a great day. Do you know what I mean? Like it was yes. just, it was, it was, it was like, you, now my mom was like, that doesn't mean he's in love with you. He's just doing a job. And I'm like, yeah, no, I know. But it was the nice touch of just shaking your hand saying hi how are you doing the yeah. thing okay that's great thanks so much but that's that's all anyone really needs from those kind of moments yeah um, that made my day and i thought oh, that's so nice because it's it's just the little things now of course it was it was completely professional you yeah. could tell he was doing but it was nice because he is a professional and that reflects well on him as a person i think do you know what i mean because he's like absolutely oh, yeah i'm here being paid to do this this is a gig this is a job but these people have paid me to be here if they mm. didn't pay their fee in if they didn't pay for the meet and greet I wouldn't be here so you could tell yeah. it was like it was like a mutual respect thing he was yeah. like hi how are you I'm Jason like, oh my god hi Jason hi here's here's your 155 pounds sterling for the yeah. few second photograph <laughs> you know it was it was it was just it's things like that and I know there's different and I'm not saying that against Tom Felton it's just no he was he was nice and I have I, I do think he is actually a nice person but it's just literally the fact that he literally he did not make eye contact with you he was all about the camera did not make eye contact with you and then oh it was oh it was, oh, it was awful oh my god Brad, i'm having flashbacks right now so <laughs> but look the, the, this is the it was so this is like yeah but this this is kind of like i mean there's so many stories like that and um there's so many stories like that for from people meeting uh meeting people that they on some level have like have an idolization for yeah and they're so let down by the inter- by the interaction yeah you know um but it, it's funny though because i remember watching um i remember watching a set from um uh comedian ed Byrne. oh yeah where he, he where he was talking about he was talking about um the he was talking he was uh basically he was doing crowd work where he was uh, where he was asking people in the crowd if they had any uh if they had any bad interactions with uh, celebrities of okay. any kind of scale yeah. right and he said like and basically what he came away with like the 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 two from the taping that he had were basically non-stories you know okay. um one guy like w- one one of them was a was a 13 year old asking a um uh asking a uh, uh asking like a i think like a division one football player for his autograph and the guy said no right and okay. the, but the way the kid told it was he said like he essentially told he essentially told me to sod off Aww. and like ed, ed was very quick to go so i have the slightest feeling like you're putting words in his mouth <laughs> like you know <laughs> um it does kind of depend I, it does you know and then like oh the, there was another one where basically 
the, I can't remember what the other one was, but it was like it, it was kind of, it was very much a non-story where it was like it went from being um, he was rude to me to he was being rude to someone else to him having a deme- to so- the celebrity having a demeanor of being not pleasant after a show. Uh, like, whispers. But it's not even it's not even Chinese whispers. It's just the guy made out a story to be worse than it was, you know. But yeah. like they they had um he he, he rattled off like other stories mm. that like that where. Uh, <laughs> There was like the actor Adam Woodyet, the guy who plays Ian Beale in EastEnders, oh, okay. was in a he was in a B and Q, and someone no, someone recognised him, and you're Adam Woodyet, you're from I think so like yeah, where can I find the Ron Seal? Like, I'm just completely. <laughs> and that, that, that was enough for the person to go, oh, he's a he's a prick, you know. But you know what? Do you know yeah. what? that weirdly ties in what we were talking about earlier? Because just yeah. a public perception, the press, and what they yeah. do to people. Absolutely. That's so weird, because that's that's actually the same kind of principle. Because yeah. those interactions are what basically people base their opinion of a public yeah. figure or celebrity on, and then people hear about that, take that at face value, and then I'll say, oh, Ian from EastEnders is an absolute jerk. Yeah, absolutely. They might, be lovely. they might have just caught him on a bad day and then everybody bullies Ian from EastEnders on social media for being a jerk and then Ian goes and becomes a drunk addict and dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. He gets pregnant and dies. <laughs> yeah, with the end. It's just very, it's very strange. Like, um... But this is, you know, this this is the kind of thing that that basically um, th- th- that was basically what they were talking about um, with it. And like, yeah, I like, I mean, it's it's a very weird, it's a very weird impression that we have because, like, mm. you know, like, I mean, I think it's crazy that, like, even, I mean, even with the Olympics, you saw where, yeah. um, when Simone Biles oh. said that she was going to take time off for mental health things, and people were just ready to go, yes, queen, and raise her up yeah. as some mental health. It's like she's just being responsible. Like, let's. Yeah. Let's not let let's not deify the poor girl before. Yeah, because that's even worse. You know, that's just making a bigger thing out of it. But then there's Pierce Morgan conversely. Yeah, but, like, oh look, yeah. a, look, look at her making out. She's yes. got mental health as an excuse for bad sports. So then there's you know there's so much. Well, yeah, but like I mean, like look, you know, and. At, at no point am I trying to make myself seem like I am on the side of Pierce Morgan because I, I really, I really cannot, I cannot stress enough how deplorable and skin crawling he is as a human being. You know, um, I think he's hilarious. But, I love watching him purely just like I, I don't, I don't care if that makes me feel bad. I'm not saying I agree with him, but no, but he like that. But he's, to watch him is fascinating. Like it's pure <laughs> entertainment for all the wrong. Reasons. Yeah, him. He's got a very similar like, like the way to describe Pierce Morgan is that he's like Jeremy Clark- Clarkson, except without the quick wittedness or likability of Clark- Jeremy Clarkson. Well, and that's saying something because Jeremy Clark. <laughs> But you, you you like him because he's a villain, you know. Love you love to hate him. How unlikable Pierce Morgan is, and I love yeah. seeing him. I, I actually I love seeing him tear down people who go up against him. Yeah. And, but genuinely tear them down and just completely like I loved him versus Ben Shapiro. Oh yeah. 
thought was meant. Yeah. No, I, I hate Ben Shapiro at every fiber of my being, but yeah. just watching Chris Morgan. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, every now and again, I still have to go back and watch. What was the interview Ben Shapiro did with the guy from BBC? Oh my um, god! Oh my god! Yes, I know the one you're you're talking of. I know that one. I watched yeah. it recently with my brother. Um, I yeah, can't remember his name, but I know the one you mean. It's and so the satisfying. The guy just destroyed him. Well, you didn't. You see, the thing is, like, it's not like. But he did see, it really like, respectfully and tastefully. But like, like BBC. Ben, ben just doesn't understand what an adversarial. Uh, interview is supposed to be like because he's you know they just don't have that in the states they don't um, it's, it's like a completely different type of um like it's almost like the news yeah. over there is like, is like entertainment or, or you know, it's, it's infotainment but i mean like it, it's it's getting it's gotten that way a lot in the uk as well but the difference is is that like uh, Ofcom regulates them and demands yeah. there's a balance for anything that's presented uh, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. presented on news as being factual. So, like, you know, um, that's, not a bad that's thing how you can. It, it, in certain contexts, it can be, but in terms of in terms of um, in terms of when you're, especially if you're talking about a political philosophy and political and like a political outlook, certainly not a bad thing. I would say that when you're getting into areas like, say, climate change, getting someone who is someone who doesn't believe in climate change is not balance because what you're what you're actually doing is you're over over uh, representing a very small minority of experts. I use so, the word experts loosely. Uh, again, I'm talking about like because like the there's like 97 percent of people within the within um, the scientific community think climate man-made climate change is real. Yeah, and then then you have like a sliding scale within that remaining three percent of people who think that like climate change is real, but man, but it's not man-made, or you know, and so on and so forth. Like there's a, there is like a spectrum of opinion, but mm. it takes up three percent of the space, right? So by having someone who doesn't think it's real at all and it's not man-made is over-representing, you know, at best one percent of a community. That's not. That's not good. <laughs> That's not balance. That's you know what I mean. Like not it's. Smart. No, like so again. Like, but again, like that's take that's cherry picking one example again. Like it's a good having like. It is. Yeah, but it, it, like it is a good example in a sense. But it, I'm still cherry picking. Like there are like there are things where there's more complex complexity to it, and having multiple voices is better than having. You know, the more voices you bring to a conversation, the better it's gonna, the better resolution oh, yeah. there is for it. You know, like, yeah. um, but it, it, you know, that's true of everything. You know, but it, it's just, um, like, I th- yeah, especially with the kind of stuff that uh, with, with that interview, though, it's just very satisfying because, yeah, like, it, it Ben just doesn't like. He's just, it's not even. He's, used to having uh, someone challenge him. Yeah. You know? Um, no, he's used to being challenged, just not by anybody who but, who is smarter than him or perhaps uh, talks But it's, it's, it's not even smarter. I mean, like, what do, what, I don't think... I don't think that because I've seen other interviews by that guy. I don't think that he's like a. I don't think he's like a an outstandingly intelligent man. I just think that he actually researches what is said, and he kind of goes like, "Hang on, 
you know, and he basically, yeah. you know, basically he's just, he, he just, he finds good arguments against it based off of the things they've said, mm. you know, which I don't think is crazy, you know, um, and, I, you know, again, he, ha- he obviously has like a very good research staff as well that helps mm-hmm. him get, get that stuff together. But, you know, again, it's high, it's high quality questions and it's supposed to kind of, um, it's supposed to likely but if someone's not used to a lively debate in that form, of course they're going to be like, uh, you know, You're just like, yeah, absolutely. But again, he also probably wasn't prepared for that. Nope. So, like, you know, it, it, but again, at the same time, it's also like, how do you not go on a television show from another country and do some research on it? Like, you know. <laughs> that would be my immediate thing. Like, I mean, how do you not do that? Like, how do you not research who you're being interviewed by? He's like, just, just so egotistical. He probably doesn't think he needs to be. He always comes across as somebody who's very self-assured within his own yeah. beliefs. And so, yeah, well, again, so- again, again, a certain song this summer kind of showed that to be very true, didn't it? Oh. Um, but that's not safe to talk about at 5 p.m. Oh, uh, goodness <laughs> gracious me. My God, yeah. we have a bookish and a mop for that conversation. Absolutely. Um, <sighs> yeah, but yeah, like it, it's um, it's very strange. It is to, like seeing how that stuff comes along. But um, Do you want to know something really yeah. weird before we wrap? Yeah. Up? Did you hear about the Nirvana baby today? Did you hear that no. today? No, okay, I so did not. Um, you know the band Nirvana, 90s grunge band, Kurt Cobain? I'm, I'm, I'm vaguely aware of them, yeah. Vaguely aware, yes. <laughs> I, I much preferred uh, Homer's um, sad incarnation. Green. <laughs> no, but basically yeah. um, their most, one of their most famous album covers, Nevermind, with the naked baby floating in the pool after the dog. Yeah. The baby is all grown up. He's 30 years old and he's suing the remaining members of Nirvana for sexual exploitation because he could not consent to being pictured naked on that album. Um, okay. That's, that's, that's super interesting. Yeah. Do, do you know why it's super interesting though? Oh, well, Be- I'm a Nirvana fan, so it's interesting yeah. to me, but why is it interesting yeah. to you? It's super interesting because you can find. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if you did a little cursory search on YouTube, you'd find interviews with him when he was in his late teens, early twenties, and being able to use it as, a, and him bragging about being able to use it as a pickup line. Yeah, you see, that's what I was. That's why it's very about. interesting. Yeah, you see, and, I, I've seen and that's the kind of that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing that comes up in discovery very quickly. <laughs> and as well, it's like his parents would have been paid for that. I don't know what. I know there would have been like model release forms. There would have been a small yeah. fee. I'm kind of thinking it's a bit like, you know, the time Bart Simpson did Baby Stink Brett and yeah. all those commercials and stuff. So I'm assuming it hasn't benefited him negatively. And I was no. thinking maybe he was getting payments for it or he's getting some attention. But now it's not benefiting him anymore because maybe too much time has elapsed and it's no yeah. longer relevant to be the Nirvana baby. So I feel like he's just using this as um oh, excuse me as as a just as an excuse for attention. Yeah, quite frankly, oh, totally it's, is. it's a hot topic right now. Oh, consent. Ooh, exploitation, and it's just yeah. it's just a whole thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. we're going there, really. Yeah, but it, it's so funny because like um, I mean, I remember seeing. 
time, like the concept, like uh, where like consent really started being spoken about openly. Um, there was a really infamous uh, lawsuit that that came through where a child sued, where some kid sued sued his parents because he didn't consent to being born. Oh, which I the, heard about that. Which the nihilist in me is like, mm. do it, <laughs> do know? it. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I felt that one, but like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, there's no, like, with stuff like, so like with, um, you know, on, on that kind of, that kind of lawsuit, I feel like that would just, that would never make a light of day for something like this guy, for this guy called me out saying that like, he didn't have consent for it. Like, I mean, that's yes, just he didn't, crap. but... Like, I don't think it hurt you. Like I saw, like, I've seen documentaries with him on like MTV yeah. and stuff, or you know those old Channel Four chart shows where they yeah. used to talk to different people involved in different things. And literally, like it's like you said, he it, it never hurt him negatively. Yeah. You know what like, I mean? I mean, he's like I mean, like not being funny, but like there's very few, there's very few people who can point to something they did as a baby and get laid from it. I like, know. <laughs> The only you know, other famous baby is probably the Teletubbies baby, but I don't yeah. think, you know, she didn't consent to that either. Yeah, and <laughs> but again, I don't think I, it's hurt her either. Yeah, and, but as well, I don't, I don't think there's going to be that many people that will, uh, that that will, uh, to pick up line on, and if they do, it's a major red flag for her. Um, <laughs> so, take you in key. Funnily enough, actually, I saw. Um, I, um, because my son is absolutely obsessed with Teletubbies. Yes, he's, he's yeah, the target. While he's young. He's the he's the target market for it though. But, so, but I I kind of got obsessed with like finding out stuff about the behind the scenes. Oh, so yeah. I, I found um, it is yeah. But like I found out that like basically so like the the guy who plays uh, Tinky Winky is like a classically trained ballet dancer. What? Yeah. Yeah, he's a classically trained ballet dancer, which is just wild to me. That's um, sad. Yeah, the that guy who the guy who plays uh, Dipsy is a um, is a stand-up comedian. Not um, sad. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, I can't remember what the other two were, but like they were also given like loads of like creative uh, freedom with it, like. Um, the so like the guy who played Dipsy he um he's uh, of Caribbean descent so he actually gave Dipsy Caribbean baby talk. That was not like and uh Poe uh Poe was given Cantonese baby talk because a uh, person playing Poe was uh, of Cantonese descent. She was also like really funny in the in an interview I saw where she was like, she said like, "Hey, do you want to wear a towel on your head, and not see anything for sixteen hours, and be, just uh, be part of this shoot?" And she was like, "That sounds terrible." It's like, ah, oh, you might as well do it. No one will. You probably won't even. Uh, you probably won't hear anything about it ever again. Anyway, and here we are, like thirty years later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. But I'm I'm assuming the original the original oh, yeah. pilots probably did, but I would say now oh, it's that's probably not as yeah. yeah. But yeah, like I mean, 
Yeah, she had really good sense of humor about the whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, like, I th- yeah, I think so too. But I think to work in ki- in kids entertainment, you really do need to have oh, yeah. a sense of humor about the whole thing. Oh god, um, I, I think it'll be really tough otherwise. Once hated it, hate children. Yeah, I'd imagine having to actually actively entertain them and be silly about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's um. <laughs> Um, I, th- I think that's like the, I think uh, doing anything in that kind of uh, sphere would be so oh, difficult and especially like, so happy they just look mm, they want to die yeah although I did find uh, I've talked about this before on the show as well but I will always recommend it um, I, I did find from the BBC has a one kids show that's produced that definitely they say it's for kids, but it's definitely produced more for the parents. Mm. Um, it's called um, Little Daydreams, and it's basically a David Attenborough uh, style, like you know, like a like the, you know that you see like every now and again in that in an Attenborough documentary, you see like absolutely gorgeous shots yeah. of like bits of nature. Basically, it's the same kind of thing, but it's got this really calming, um, this really calming uh, voiceover. It starts at half five in the morning until six, and it is the perfect thing in that time slot. There's just nothing else. There's nothing better on television at that time. <laughs> Someone's done their advertising marketing research. Yes. It's all. Oh, it's like, to be honest. If, if I had my way, it's all that would play from uh, from after one a.m. until six a.m. Because <laughs> like, what else? What else? What else do you need? You know. <laughs> that that could sorry that could suit many demographics coming home from work or from a night out. Like <laughs> yeah, but, after a but it, it, drink, it, it, woo, I'm so like, relaxed. It, it, it's like that Simpson that, that that joke in The Simpsons where where it's like um, it's like well you're supposed to be asleep right you know they're watching late night TV it's like well you're supposed to be asleep right now and then like <laughs> <laughs> I know the one you mean yeah that's how it should be absolutely and yeah. um, I think I think that probably does us for time absolutely at this point does. in the in the show so we've managed to waffle for a while on a real roller coaster ride <laughs> of an episode and <laughs> um, so uh, Lisa do you have anything to plug for us just the straight out of Canto podcast radio show and blog and um, the podcast radio show ca- for straight out of Canto can be found under the Nerd Snow media uh, podcast platform so check that out uh, other than that it's over to you cool so you have any socials or anything else oh yeah so straight out of Canto is <laughs> that would help wouldn't it straight out of Canto yeah. is on Facebook Twitter and Instagram and um, you can just type it in there we're the first one that comes up so we're the only Whoa. one that comes up that's the, that's the power of SEO right there. Uh, SEO goals. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so yeah, look, yeah, the um, the main thing to know, guys, is nerd to know uh, media. Uh, dot com. That's where all of our Nerd to Know Media stuff is. You can find if you're uh, if you're listening on the radio. What are you doing? We've been telling you for well over a year now. We have uh, we have this as a podcast where occasionally the episodes run a lot longer, and you can focus on the likes of uh, of. Um, of uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and anywhere else where you're going to listen to uh, your podcasts, you can find us there. Uh, we're also on the the YouTube. That's that's another place you can find us. And um, do we have a Facebook page? 
We have a Facebook page. We have a Facebook page. Like our Facebook page, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm so good at this. Um, so yeah, that will do. That will do it for this uh, this edition. And uh, stay safe, guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Check out the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. And of course, over on NerdToKnowMedia.com, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.